We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here we go. There's a man open left side. Caught. Touchdown. Yes. Ten. Five. Touchdown. It's touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. All right, we had a lot of wild stuff in the league yesterday. Stuff that, quite frankly, gets coaches hired and or fired around the league. And that's, I'm sure, what makes guys like Jay Gruden and others so frustrated as coaches. When players do things that really eventually affect little detailed things that affect the outcome of games. We'll get to all of that with Jay coming up right now as he joins us every Monday morning. Jay, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Doing great, thanks. Hello, Jay. Jay, before we before we break down this Giants-Washington um, game in depth, if your team had done what Jacoby Myers did yesterday for mm. New England, uh, as a coach, what do, you, what do you do besides stand there and stun disbelief uh, as Chandler Jones goes waltzing into the end zone for the Raiders and wins that game in that fashion yesterday? You know, it's uh, hard to fathom what they were thinking there. Um, sometimes you rely on your players to make instinctual plays for the good, um, and you hope that the instinctual plays for the bad don't hurt your team uh, and cost them a game like it did in New England. That was uh, quite a play. You know, <laughs> first of all, they run a draw play for – you know, I call it uh, they just trying to get some stat yards at the end of the game right. instead of taking a knee or throwing a Hail Mary. They are trying to get a couple more yards for their rushing stats, and uh, and then all hell breaks loose. So uh, it, it can't really explain well, what they were thinking. Well, it's not only befuddling that he threw it where he threw it, but the fact that he was running full speed backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jay, I, I, I mean, you know, you've watched more Ooh. football than me, but I, I mean, I've watched a lot of football in my pathetic life. I I don't know if I've ever seen that. No, no, that's got to go down as the dumbest play in the history of the NFL. Really. Doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh. You know, I remember Leon Lett play and the guy who ran the wrong way, wrong way, whatever his name was back in the day, Jim Marshall. Jim Marshall, like yeah. But uh, this one is uh, inexcusable. But how about that stiff arm by Chandler Jones oh, on Mac Jones? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's kind of that's kind of what gets lost in the play because of how silly what New England did was. But that was a big time athletic play by Chandler Jones. It was either um, a greatest stiff arm of all time or the worst attempt of a tackle. I don't know which one I could. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, the other thing that makes coaches go nuts. Um, is essentially a scenario that happened at the end of the Commanders game uh, last night. Your your best wide receiver, high character guy, incredibly detail oriented guy, Jay. Because as you know, you watch him run his routes. There's in- impeccable detail to everything that Terry McLaurin does on the football field, and he allegedly does check. As you know, I tried to explain to Chris because I've been down on the sidelines a ton during these games. Ninety nine point nine of all wide receivers. Check with the nearest official. Hey, am I good? There's communication seemingly every play between official and wide receiver. So you have no reason not to believe Terry McLaurin when he says, 
I checked with the official. He said I was okay. And yet your touchdown gets wiped out on a play like that. I know what's going to happen. You know this. Ron's going to get a, a Dear John letter this week saying, hey, so our bad, sorry, but that still means you take the L. So h- how do you fathom that as a coach when your high-character guy tells you, coach, I checked with the official and he said I was fine? Yeah, it's not a penalty. It was, it was a horrible call, and the guy's looking for something to call. There's no reason for him to call. It had no impact on the play. Uh, he was outside. He pointed at the ground. He was on the line of scrimmage. It was a, it was a horrible call. I have no idea what that referee was thinking. And it's inexcusable, quite frankly, for him to throw the flag in that situation that time of the game. Uh, I don't even know if he throw it on first down or the first play of the game. Nobody throws that penalty. That Terry clearly pointed at the ground. He was on the line of scrimmage. And uh, if he was off the line of scrimmage, it might have been by a half of an inch of a, you know, it's just a ridiculous call. I mean, that's uh... – <sighs> All right, let, let me let me ask it this way. I certainly see what you're coming from. Um, if if the official says okay, you got to be up on the line of I, like I get confused with illegal formations. I, I got to be honest with you. I still don't know the rules. Um, if if Washington would have covered up Cornelius Lucas, the right tackle, with a tight end, like in motion, um, it, it, would, would that have saved? The Terry McLaurin component, would that have rendered the Terry McLaurin part of that useless? Or does Terry still theoretically or technically have to be on the line of scrimmage even if they had covered up Cornelius Lucas with a tight end? I don't know if that makes sense or not. Well, if the tight end was on that side, he would have covered him up and Terry would have been off the ball. Right. But, uh, he was on the other side. So and, Terry uh, would have been fine, though, back behind the line yeah, of scrimmage. A, right. Yeah, if it was a three-by-one set, right, yeah, right. yeah, for okay. sure. That's normal trip set. Okay. But it was a two-by-two set, so one of those receivers had to be on the line of scrimmage. Otherwise, you have five guys in the backfield, which is illegal. That's what the call was. Right. Uh, they, they didn't have you know they didn't have enough guys on the line of scrimmage, but he was on the line of scrimmage. So I mean, come on, it was a, maybe a, a quarter of an inch. I mean, come on, rough. So Jeez. so so it's it, it's basically like what you're saying is it, it you're disputing what Carl Johnson said, or he didn't say because the NFL doesn't make them. Um, doesn't make them talk. The the head referee in a pool report said he's got to cross the the waist of the center or whatever. So you're basically saying that's BS. He did cross the waist of the center. He is on the line of scrimmage, uh, and 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 it shouldn't have counted. Okay. Um. So so he, here's here's my question then. Uh, just as a, as a fallout to that, obviously they don't get the game or the potential game tying touchdown there. They lose five yards. Then ultimately, on the final play of the game, Jay, I mean that's as egregious of a defensive pass. Pete pointed out that's illegal contact, holding, and then defensive pass interference. Any one of the three, or maybe all three, or two out of the three on that particular play. What was your spin on that? Well, I agree. It was. One of them should have been called, either holding or pass interference. Uh, but you can't drape on the back of a receiver and not allow him to jump um, for the ball and not call a penalty. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, some of the calls you see throughout the course of a, of a game, you know, you see the Levante David holding call on the fourth and uh, the Joe Burrow 25-yard sack. I mean, it, he's outside the pocket, and that should have been called. It probably cost Tampa Bay the game. And, and this call against Washington – Probably could have cost Washington the game had they gone for two and, and gone into overtime or what have you. But, um, you know, it's just unfortunate. You have to deal with some of these referee calls. You just hate that they're in the spotlight in such a critical situation that they get it wrong. And uh, there should be a way to 
review it or something because these calls, like you said in the warm-up, that they cost coaches jobs and they cost playoff berths for teams. Yeah, I mean, and let's face it, Jim. I mean, look, you as a coach, your players are expected to uh, make plays, make great calls in the clutch. We should expect our officials to be able to make big calls in the clutch. I mean, to me, that's what makes a great official, the guy that can make the same call, you know, two minutes into the game and can make the call with two seconds left in the game. Uh, because to yeah. me, that, that's what makes a great official, does it not? You're exactly right. And and being that there's so much parity in the NFL and teams are fighting to the bitter end to get into the playoffs, these calls will make or break team seasons and coaches' careers and players' careers and all that stuff. So they got to figure out ways to get it right and do better. I know they're human, and they're going to make mistakes from time to time, but golly, not in that time, but not not in those critical moments. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it sucks. Now, of course, there's a lot of things that lead up to that, and I'm curious because he certainly made some plays in the second half. The first half was pretty brutal. Uh, what your overall takeaway from a divisional game at home, now a loss, uh, all of that from Taylor Heineke because there was some good to like, but then there was some uh, whatever that whatever that noise I just made is. Yeah, I think that's his. That's the way he plays every game. I don't think he's going to have a game where it's like, oh my god, he's sensational right, right. from start to finish. You're going to have to deal with the ups and downs of him, and you're hoping that the downs don't cost you points, like the sack fumble. I mean, you got to protect the ball in the pocket. Uh, I know it's a blind side hit, and Thibodeau made a great play, but you got to have great ball security back there when you're backed up. Um, you can't throw the ball to the other team, and you got to make some plays. Um, you know, but for the most part, he does battle. He does compete. But I just don't think at this time he's going to be good enough to win games. He's going to be good enough not to lose games. Maybe if the defense plays well and the running game's working. But unfortunately, they couldn't get off to the fast start like I would think they wanted to, to get up. Instead, the sack fumble gave the Giants the lead and gave the Giants hope that they could win. And they rallied behind uh, that one play, kept them in the game, and and they they did enough to win. Jay, take us into the mind of the play caller, if you can. Obviously, that one drive in the third quarter, Heineke's just boom, boom, McLaren, 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 bang, Dotson. I mean, it's a thing of beauty. But at the same time, you got a running back that is averaging 7.4 a carry, gets only 12 carries in, in the course of the contest. Just how hard is it to be patient enough uh, when you have a running back in today's NFL that is having the kind of game that Brian Robinson had, even though you've got great – and I told Chris, outside of Chase, Higgins, Boyd, and Cincinnati, I would take the trio that Washington has with McLaurin, Dotson, and Samuel. And I know it is it is enticing as hell to want to throw the ball to one of those three guys every play. But you're ripping off 7.4 uh, a play against the Giants' defense, and you just won't allow yourself to keep giving him – uh, the football in that situation, you know, in the mind of the play caller, what's that wrestling match like in that situation? Cause every play caller goes through it. Yeah, it's tough. You know, a lot of times defenses are trying to load up the box and try to stop the run, but you were still having success getting, like you said, seven yards of carry. Uh, that's hard to argue uh, against not giving him the ball more. You know, there were some penalties that took him out of some uh, running situations, maybe. And, um, and I think there were some optimal looks for some passing uh concepts to work against the giant defense to attack so you have to uh you know weigh what's going to be more productive for this offense and how can we get some chunk yards um they just had trouble you know the opening drive of the game they ran the ball extremely well they mm-hmm. had a good drive and then they had punting at the 35 yard line um you know it's just hard to maintain that success on a drive 
12 to 15 plays every time. You're going to you have to throw the ball to those guys that you, like you mentioned. Uh, Jay, you just mentioned it, uh, and I went back and I watched that first drive in detail this morning again just to make sure I was right. Um, a lot of people criticize Ron for the fourth uh, down decision to punt it and have a net of four yards uh, after the uh, after the return. Uh, going into that corner or that end zone, um, you know, the wind was swirling pretty good. It was coming into the face of potentially kicks. Uh, Dable bypassed a Gano kick who's got even maybe a better leg than Sly. Did you have a problem with Ron's decision there, fourth and 12, from his uh, from their 34 to punt with Tress Way and to try and pin them down? I did not. They just blew the coverage. They were expecting a fair catch at the seven-yard line, and... Uh, and Richie James lulled them to sleep and, and busted around the corner, and they missed a tackle. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. You know, Tressway is one of the best, if not the best, at pinning players, pinning teams back, you know, kicking them inside the 10, inside the 5. He's, he's incredible. He had a couple great punts last night. Um, so I don't think that's really a terrible decision. If the wind's in the face and you don't feel like you can make it, um, 4th and 12 was a tough call to try to get a first down on. So, you know, with Tressway backing them up inside the 5, I think is a pretty good decision, especially the way their defense is playing. But unfortunately, like you said, they didn't make a tackle and, and didn't get the job done on the teams. Jay, the turnaround now, short week, Frisco, of course, an incredibly talented uh, opponent. What is the preparation like now for this team on a short week where you got to get everybody back up emotionally, first of all, get them mentally uh, in the right place, but obviously prepare physically uh, for what many feel could be certainly the best defense right now in the league, if not one of its best teams. Yeah, for sure. They're the top three defense in the league right now. They're playing extremely well. They're well-disciplined. They're well-coached. And they have great players across the board, across the front, in the secondary. Um, they're going to have multiple pro bowlers back there. So it's going to be a struggle for Washington to get points. So they're going to have to play great defense, and they're going to have to figure out ways to get Brian Robinson the ball and keep uh, San Francisco's offense off the field because, you know, even though Purdy's a young kid, they still have great weapons in McCaffrey and Kittle and uh, and, and Ayuk. So mm-hmm. it'll be a tough matchup for them, but it's a game that I think if they can keep them close and it'll be a few goal at the end of the game or uh, maybe if they get a pass interference call going their way. Who knows? When you look at Kyle Shanahan, obviously everybody knows how, how great of a offensive coach he is. But why does he seem to be able to make it work with just about any quarterback, uh, at least in his time in San Francisco? I mean, you know, before you got here, Beck and Grossman were kind of all over the place. Uh, so it's not like every quarterback he's had success with. But why do you think he's been able to, you know, really have success again with, with guys that are somewhat pedestrian in terms of talent? Well, he's had trouble before with backup quarterbacks. Now, I don't know what his record is at San Francisco with backup quarterbacks other than Grappolo, but I, I know it's not very good. I know he's doing well with Purdy right now. Part of the reason is their, their line is pretty much healthy. You know, I think they had some issues a couple of years back when Trent was out and their other tackle was out, and uh, they, they struggled on the line. But their line is healthy. Kittle's healthy. They can run the ball. They got one of the best running backs in pro football in Christian McCaffrey. And uh, and they can play that style of offense. And Kittle is getting back to healthy, and Ayuk is good. So they don't have to rely on a lot of third down and ten passes with mm-hmm. Purdy. Uh, you know, a very similar uh, style to what Washington has right now with mm-hmm. Heineke. You know, they have to run the ball. They have to rely on the short passing game, get the players the ball in space on short passes, let them do their work with their legs, occasionally take a shot down the field with a play-action pass, uh, and stay ahead of the chains and stay ahead with your team with the score. And they're able to do that with a great defense and a great running game. 
Jay, yesterday in Jacksonville, 27-10, Cowboys look like they're in the van against uh, Jacksonville. And then inexplicably, third down, Jacksonville with one timeout remaining. Dallas decides to throw it long. <laughs> uh, Dak tries to hit Noah Brown down the left sideline. Obviously, the pass goes out of bounds. It stops the clock. And, of course, what does Jacksonville have left when they need it at the end of the game? Oh, one timeout uh, to, to be able to get their guy on and, and get this thing uh, to overtime. I know you've got a quarterback you have all kinds of trust in, but doesn't Prescott have to take something safer in that situation? And at, at worst, run, slide, whatever, stay in bounds, either take time or make Jacksonville uh, use that final timeout in that situation because that ends up coming back to haunt Dallas and Jacksonville uh, rallies for uh, a, a nice victory there. Yeah, you're exactly right. I was just surprised. If you're going to take a shot, wouldn't it be with CeeDee Lamb if it's single coverage? Man 100%. Man? Yeah. I mean, that's 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 the issue that I had. Why are we going to throw a back shoulder fade at Noah Brown? Uh, that makes no sense at all. I mean, there had to be other patterns or uh, maybe hit your check down or scramble and get some yards and make them use a timeout. But to throw a uh, try to throw a back shoulder, almost a, a 2% chance to make the catch throw in that situation, I think Dak would like to have that one back. Sometimes it's probably the only time that you say, okay, quarterback, it's okay to take a sack here. Uh, we'll punt it. We'll make him use their final timeout, and let's let Trevor Lawrence go the length of the field with no timeouts. I, I know, I know, he had the fumble on the scramble run late in the game, but can you even describe the difference between Trevor Lawrence last year and the one that's playing right now mm. for that team? Well, I tell you, when you give a player some weapons and you get some protection for him, they have two very good tackles. They got Brandon Sheriff. Um, they got some weapons now. They got Marvin Jones. They got Zay Jones, and they got the tight end Evan Ingram. They got Christian Kirk. Uh, they got uh, ETM. He's a very good player. Uh, before Trevor Lawrence didn't have this type of help around him. The line wasn't very good. Um, the receivers weren't very good. They had no tight end presence. They had no running back presence in the passing game. Now they do. Now they have bona fide weapons around them. They have a good play caller, uh, Doug Peterson and Mike McCoy do a great job calling plays, and um, and Trevor is is having a lot of success. You know, still they're 6-8, and eight, but uh, they're in it in the, in the division uh, to, to maybe catch Tennessee if they falter. You know, Jay, if they will, if they only would have given you those ingredients to cook with down there, maybe it'd still it's be amazing there. amazing what kind of a better coach you are when you have a first pick in the draft as a quarterback. Right. And a lot of salary cap room. One last one before we let you go. Uh, a lot of, the, obviously, the coaches that you worked with here and, of course, your quarterback just engineered the greatest comeback in NFL history uh, in Minnesota Saturday to win the division. Um, I, I said to myself at halftime, I said, look, I said, Minnesota's probably not going to win this, but you knew they were going to make a run. I, 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 knowing those guys as well as you do, did, did what happened Saturday surprise you, or were you even stunned? You stunned. 33 to nothing? I mean, that right? Doesn't happen. Yeah. That does not happen. That's impossible. Um, but the way Kirk's throwing the ball and the weapons that he has with Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook still running the ball and the screen that he caught, um, you know, they have good concepts. They're getting a lot of zone. They had good protection, and Kirk was just dicing them up, and, and, and the defense was making some timely stops and giving them the opportunity. So it was a great team effort for them to come back, the greatest comeback of all time. I mean, you got to credit everybody in that organization, offense, defense, special teams, uh, but Kirk uh, for uh, – sticking in there in known passing situations and making the throws on time and accurately. I mean, what, what a game by Kirk in the second half. It was fabulous. Uh, and, and like I said, Jay, when I talk about trios, the one that Kirk has 
outside of the Bengals three guys, because I, I don't believe Osborne's a bad player. So I think Jefferson, Thielen, and Osborne would be comparable to three Washington have. But other than other than the Bengals and maybe Kirk's trio, there's I don't think there's three better uh, than what Washington has to work with here right now. So yeah. you know, at least Miami's pretty good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> the well, the first two, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. The top two are yeah. very good. Um, they exactly right. certainly elevate you to a higher level. Jay, appreciate you as always, man. We'll talk to you again next Monday. Merry Christmas, Have Jay. Have a great Thank Christmas, pal. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you yep. and your family. You got Thanks, Jay. Jay Gruden joining us here as he does each and every Monday. Back to your show. Your call's next, 301-230-0980. You heard what Jay had to say. He's in lockstep agreement with many of you about the big calls in the game, especially at the end last night. 301-230-0980. It's Russell and Medhurst till noon right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Set me free, why don't you, babe? That's all Curtis Samuel wanted from the DV. Stop holding me, stop impeding me. Call DPI. My quarterback is running for his life. He's trying to make a play. If that guy wasn't holding me, we could have got a touchdown anyway. Even after Carl Johnson stuck the gas pipe up our took us and threw the flag. Set me free, why don't you, babe? And then John Hussey just placated to Nikki Javala. Oh my God, I didn't believe it. Rose to the level of pass interference. John Hussey's crew. Here's what I here's what I know. If Carl Johnson makes the uh, postseason roster, because remember they go all star crew. Mm-hmm. They don't take like. Here's what I, I vehemently disagree with the NFL. Okay, take the best crew. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they work because together they work as together. a crew. I mean, theoretically, they should. Yes, they should have that chemistry yes. that an offensive line reward the best right. crew. Right. Okay. Right. Reward the best crew. Here's what we know. I mean. Here, Scott Novak's thing. crew would not go, and Hussey's crew last night be- just because of Carl Johnson but alone. But how many terrible officiating calls do we get in the postseason? We get a thousand of them. I mean, no more egregious than what happened with the Rams and the Saints in the NFC Championship game, mm-hmm. right? Correct. But I mean, like you could take all-star referees individually, crew this, that, and the other thing. You could take the best on planet Mars. 
And they all suck. And they all make terrible mistakes and terrible missed calls. And again, they're human. We can't review everything. Uh, but, I mean, you know, I, I mean, you heard, Jay, like, Jay, okay, um, sometimes is outspoken. I think he has censored himself a lot over the years. You heard him pretty animated there. That's as animated as I've heard Jay in a while, especially on the McLaurin penalty, which surprised me. I thought Jay would tee off on the non-defensive pass interference. I slightly disagree with Jay in terms of his positioning on McLaurin and where McLaurin was. I think it looked to me like he was a yard off the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. Jay seemed to indicate, if I heard him right, like inches. Either way. Either way. Johnson, if if and look, Terry, as I said, Terry McLaurin, incredibly high character guy. Yeah. But Terry that McLaurin's does, that not does... Terry McLaurin's not gonna tell you, he's not gonna say to the media, Terry McLaurin would be a guy that would say if it was his bad, if if he right, if he made the mistake, up, Terry McLaurin would say, Hey, that is my bad in that situation. You're you're probably if there's one person you would believe in that in that scenario, one hundred percent Terry I'm McLaurin. I'm on board with seventeen. That being said, okay, we ultimately don't know what was said. Here's here's we, the other thing. We ultimately thing, though. don't know what right, was but said. here's the other thing. By the way, Scott, it's a one yard. It's a one yard. We're at the one yard line. Stop with the stop with the fire drill of motions and all that other stuff. That, Just let Deami Brown yeah. go line up out there. Keep them spread out. If you want to do that, I understand that. Well, just, again, just, cover up the right tackle with a yeah. tight end, for God's sakes. Have a boy, have a balanced offensive line. Just, now, I don't know if that would have solved every stop. problem. Stop. Look, Logan Thomas, the uh, one play much. Logan Thomas gets called for illegal yeah. uh, illegal motion. He's he's on one side. And they make, Heineke's like, you got to go over there. And yeah. then he comes running too over much. there. And then he goes running back the other direction. Yeah, Just simplify much. it, Scott. Keep it simple. You have incredible skilled people. Keep it simple. That's all I'm saying. Three Way one, too much. Two three oh zero nine eighty. Let's go to line four. It's appropriate that she's on line four because her man, her boy, is number four. What's up, Sabah? Ooh, hey, gentlemen. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I was driving back from my girls' basketball game last night, so I was I got home about midnight. So I had to watch the whole game in the car. Driving by FedEx Field, I saw uh, you know I went by there right, right before game time started, and uh, it was just hard to watch and listen to the game. I mean, the offense did not do well in the first half. I think a lot of vanilla, and I was like, you know, me and my husband watching, like, did we have the two weeks off? Did they have the two weeks off? Like, there was no adjustments. I don't know if y'all heard Ron after the game say that, um, yeah, we really came out prepared to stop the run, and, and they surprised us. They passed. And then halftime, we made adjustments, and, and then then they, they ran the ball. Well, Ron, that's called coaching. I mean, please, Chris. That is the dum-dum of the day candidate for me. I'm putting that in right now for you. You can consider it if you want to, but uh, <laughs> that's the worst, really. You even admitted. We all could see you got outcoached. And for Scott Turner, I mean, first of all, Thibodeau, I thought he was Lawrence Taylor, okay? We had him play like Lawrence Taylor. Even when he didn't get Heineke behind the line of scrimmage, he ran him down 15 yards later to yeah. tackle. Um, so yeah, we, didn't, uh, we didn't have any plan for him. And then – I was thinking, I told us to Kevin, Kevin didn't really buy it, but I'm like, I noticed that when um, they did a little bit of up-tempo, I wanted them to kind of do more of the no huddle, so you just not hurry up, just don't let the team sub to get them tired. 
Thibodeau was sucking wind. So, of course, what do we do? We huddle, let him sub out. But once he subbed out, they, they even put the, the camera at him. He was drinking his water and he was gasping for air. Why not have two plays in the huddle for your second and third down play? So then when you are on third in a passing situation, Thibodeau can't come in because then you have a much better chance of, you know, completing that, that pass. But I noticed they didn't do that, and Thibodeau came in nice and rested, you know, had his nails done and had a little haircut, and he came in, and he was ready to go. And uh, he puts pressure on Heineke. And I think Heineke, that was one of his best passing games of the year. I thought he passed very well. My husband's looking at the game. He's like, why do they keep talking about his arm? I, I mean, I'm looking at this guy, and he looks like most other quarterbacks in the league. I mean, he's not, you know, Josh Allen, and he's not Patrick Mahomes, but he looks like all these other quarterbacks that are, they have jobs. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, uh, you know, and, and, and look mm-hmm. I, as I said, I, I thought the throw to Dotson for the touchdown was one of his best throws, maybe one of his best throws since he's played uh, in the National yeah. Football League. And he did. Look, hey, he made a lot of plays yeah. last night. There's no doubt about he it. He did. The things that hurt him last night were the two fumbles. Uh, and, right. You know, now, on I, those. Go ahead. You have a question. On those, when Thibodeau's coming, why is it that Heineke's looking the other way? Uh, whereas when we're coming, Daniel Jones is looking right at that blitz and then throwing a hot read there. Do we not have that in the system? Because on the pregame show, I think it was, oh, dang it, was it Mark Sanchez or I forget who's doing the pre? They said do not do five-step uh, drops against this team because they showed the last game. And both times um, the tight end that was blocking got beat and Antonio Gibson was watching instead of going out for a pass. He didn't help the block, and he didn't go out for the pass. So Heineke had no outlet. And I was curious. I thought they wouldn't do that again yesterday, but they did the exact same thing. And it still hurt Heineke on the edge. Instead of making them pay for that blitzer, we instead paid the bill for it. So am I missing something there? I mean, look. uh, I think not having J.D. McKissick hurts, quite honestly. I mean, Antonio Gibson's all right in that role, but having not having J.D. McKissick in pass pro, blitz pickup, and hot reads, and just as an outlet, number one. Number two – um, I'll just take you to the first series. Again, they're moving the ball, moving the ball, moving the ball. Third and uh, was it third, think, right? third and uh, yeah, I think it was uh, third and and nine or third and eight or or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, after a short middle dump, I mean Heineke, like I know, I, I think it's Pete, but maybe it's you, Sabah. I can't remember. Somebody's yeah. about. You know, where Heineke drops to behind the actual line of scrimmage. Well, I counted. In this particular case, he was 11 yards behind that, the line of scrimmage. That's what I told you. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Right. And then he steps up, right? Schweitzer gets beat up the middle, and the, the, the pass rush actually loops behind Heineke, and then the right. kind of the pocket closes around him as he steps up because he doesn't have right. either an outlet receiver that is designed to be There's there for him right. or that yeah. he can find. Right, but Daniel Jones had the quick hitters. They well, knew Daniel Jones was, was just – I mean, Jones, Daniel so Jones wasn't hitters. under pressure really the whole game. Because he got rid of the ball. He never held the ball more than three seconds. Right, he's just sitting there playing pitch and cash. Right, and why can't we do that? I think, first of all, then on those stupid jet sweeps or whatever they did to Samuels, okay – the Giants knew that play was coming. They stopped it three straight times. So mm-hmm. what does um, Scott do? Let's go back to that. And well, why goes, is right. running on a third and fourth down right. instead of um, um, Robinson? This is my problem. There's no adjustment. We did exactly what we did last game, whereas they mixed it up and they did something different 
than they did last game. Huh? And so the, my, and what I'm saying is even with all that, Heineke came and he actually had a chance to tie the game. He scored the touchdown. He did the drive to score the touchdown. But Terry McLuhan wasn't on the line of scrimmage. I don't know why. And then he threw a pass, again, to score the touchdown. Would have been caught if the guy wasn't mugged. Right. And why do we go for two? I don't know. We make everything difficult for all of our skill positions, not just the quarterback. We need a new left tackle. We need a lot of linemen. Listen, we the, need the, time because time half, really can do this. The second half outside of the turnover inside the 10-yard line, there's really nothing bad I can say about Taylor Heineke. No, the, the turnover first, races everything. The first half, yeah, that there was there was no juice in on in that offense after that initial I surge agree. on on the first on the first drive. So, Bob, we got to let you run. Always appreciate it. As always, love the passion. Um, even though we disagree, or I disagree a lot with Sabah on Heineke. Again, second half, Heineke was pretty darn good outside of the one turnover. Now, listen, you know the one turnover. I mean, they did kind of get a break, even though it. It got called to turnover, and initially he was ruled down, Pete. If you look, right, Drab pointed this out to me this morning from the junks. We were watching it together. If they if they don't rule that play down by contact, the Giants pick up that fumble and possibly – I mean, there's four guys there. Yeah. And they re- clearly recover it. I don't know if they get all the way down the field, 90 yards. They, they get pretty close. The yep. They get pretty close. 301-230-0980. Let's go to line six. Phillip's listening in San Antonio on the Odyssey app. What's up, Philip? How's it going, guys? Good morning. Hey, Philip. Thanks for hanging in there. Uh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Um, well, you know, Scott needs to use his, uh, his big targets. You know, Cam Sims, uh, you know, you have big targets at 6'6", six, six, over 200 pounds. Use them. You know, you, you think about... Did we lose Phil? Yeah, hello. Oh, yeah. No, we got you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, you, you think you know that that last catch, well, attempted uh, catch by uh, the very end where we got screwed with with uh, Curtis Samuel. You think about what you know? Imagine having Kevin Sims back there. I I think Sims would have caught that ball. You know, because he's he's just tall, and Scott needs to be more open. He needs to leave his uh, ego in the parking lot and mm. you know innovate offense. That's all I got for you guys. Baby's upset too, man. Yeah, baby, you know. baby's mad at the referees too <laughs> yeah. last night. Right. Thanks, thanks for being a good dad, man. Continue being a good dad. Thanks for uh, hanging in there. Sorry to keep you on hold for uh, so long. Appreciate you. Um, and Cam Sims instead of Curtis Samuel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, what do you think? Doesn't make I mean, look unless we're running a uh, fade. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe Logan Thomas would be a better argument, but I think it was just a scramble drill, right? It, it was. I mean, Taylor was flushed yeah. out. He was I'll under all sorts thing, of pressure. By the way, you know what I would start doing? I mean, uh, I mean, in situations like that, if, if you want to get it, look, let Sims line up in one of the tight end spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if, if we're – I'm still trying to figure out what, what the utilization of Cole Turner going in motion is for because that's all he does. That's I mean, all he does. I mean, it's it's probably just eye candy, right? Like like teams know that he's not going to be a blocker. Teams know that. Mm-hmm. So I would love he's to know. Still Here's raw the other thing. in route in route running and execution, right? So right. if you're going to have him out there, at least let him serve the purpose of of some eye candy to dictate coverage and or 
maybe add a little bit of hesitation. That, Here, what else are you thing. supposed to do with them? Here's the other maybe thing. shouldn't be playing. Right. Here's the other thing I'd like to know. I would love to know if Dax Milne is under orders to simply fair catch the football and just save us hidden yardage so it doesn't hit the ground. Probably. Because there were a lot of times last he night. He fair caught a punt at the nine-yard line or eight-yard line or whatever it was that just drove me crazy because he had room. Yeah, plenty of room. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but but again, I, I know for a fact in special teams, and Ben Kotwika can right. confirm for right. you, I'm sure if you ask him this question, there are times where head coaches just simply tell a return man, just catch the ball, yeah. we'll go from there. Yeah. Okay. Well, think about what helped the commanders win two games in Chicago and against Green Bay. Yeah. Guy's not able to catch punts Correct. inside the 10-yard line. Exactly right. So, I mean, I'm just saying, sometimes the player is under orders you know, deep in your own territory, just concentrate on catching the ball. We'll go from there because we don't want to take the risk of a drop and turn it over in that situation. 301-230-0980. Another hour and 15 minutes of your venting. We're here for you. Our couch is open right now at 301-230-0980. We have eight couches. Only two are available. That's how many people want to get some therapy this morning. Talk with us right now. It's Russell and Medhurst. The office is open right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. The big fellas got to look at what's trending. All right, we'll start with injury news. Not good news if you're in your fantasy playoffs coming up. Jonathan Taylor, Colts running back, who's been banged up all year. He is likely done for the season uh, after a knee injury on Saturday during that epic comeback win by the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. We talked about that with Jay Gruden, his former head coach, amongst other things, including what we've been talking about all morning, the two controversial calls, non-calls at the end of the commander's loss to the New York Giants late last night. Of course, we will continue to talk about it and take your calls until noon and Burgundy and Gold today after that, Hoffman after that, and Monday Night Football tonight here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app from Westwood One. Our guy, Ross Tucker, will be part of the coverage there. 7.30 Rams and Packers. Meanwhile, from college football, Pete Thamel of ESPN says Navy, as Pete Medhurst had indicated last week, expected to promote defensive coordinator Brian Newberry to become their new head coach, replacing Ken Niamatololo. Meanwhile, the Caps back home tonight after a pasting of Toronto on Saturday night. You can hear it, 106.7 of the Fan Odyssey, 645. Alex Ovechkin one way, one goal away, I should say, from tying Gordie Howe. Uh, Nick Dowd, TJ Oshie still day-to-day, uh, but Oshie is skating. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, Dowd is skating. Uh, Darcy Kemper is skating as well. He may, may be able to dress tonight. We will see in the Wizards have now lost 10 in a row and 13 out of 14 they lose to the Lakers minus Anthony Davis 119-117 last night in Los Angeles and that's what's trending Carl Johnson was a Rolling Stone last night. Guy making Terry McLaurin out to be a liar. That's essentially what he did. 301-230-0980. Carl Johnson does not have the best reputation around the NFL. I'll just leave it at that. He does not. There's a reason why you get removed as director of officiating after one year. Yeah, he did have a domestic violence accusation. We should point that out. That was probably a part of that. But from what I understand, 
not that he's viewed as a terrible official, but he's not viewed as somebody that is um, well I one mean, of one of the top guys at his position. Dude, Let's put there's it that a way. reason why you get demoted from director. You're the top dog, director of officiating to line judge. Fair point. Okay. Fair point. I can't. You're not telling a lie. Director of officiating to line judge. I know. You're not telling a lie. Okay. I mean, you can make him an R. Yet you do a Google search, right? The first thing that comes up is Carl Johnson, one of the best referee or one of the best officials in the NFL. If that if that's one of the best, hmm. Maybe we need to reevaluate. Good luck. Good luck. Maybe we need to reevaluate. We, need, we need to reevaluate a lot of things. 301-230-0980. Locked and loaded. Every line is loaded. Wait till we get into the calls. So you can get in. All of the couches are full. Let's start things off with line three. Mark is in Landover Hills. What's up, Mark? Mark. Top of the day to you, Rooster. Top oh. of the day to you, Pete. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Gave out on us, fellas. Wait, what was that you were breaking up? We heard fellas, but nothing before. Oh, uh, man. Top of the day to you guys, oh, man. Gotcha, hey, gotcha, please. gotcha. Uh Man, I believe that synergy gave out gave out on us guys. It did, it did. And Pete, I hope you had a good time with your son. And hey, guys, I got to say it after a loss like this, we talked about it the other day. I got to appreciate you guys' candor, especially you, Rooster. You're calling it the way it is, guys, and you, you got to do that in this life, just like you guys were alluding to. Appreciate that as always, Mark. Uh, you know, I, I mean, listen, it's a frustrating loss. Uh, I, I mean, obviously. Um, and where they go from here, we don't know. It doesn't look great for Saturday in San Francisco, but many people didn't give them a chance in Philadelphia. Hopefully, they are so angry about what happened last night, both between the officiating and what they did to themselves, that they take a completely different, we got kicked in the teeth mentality last night. We blew an opportunity, and they take a completely different mentality, not only a lunch pail mentality, but a a, a kind of like play with your hair on fire like they did in the first half against Philadelphia. Now, people make the mistake. In the second half, the offense against Philadelphia was nothing special. As a matter of fact, it was very pedestrian. Uh, and they got uh, away with it because they created turnovers. Maybe that's the formula, right? Come out, play with your hair on fire, get 10, 11 points against a really good defense in the first half, and then somehow, some way, get Brock Purdy or whoever – to create a couple of turnovers and steal a game that way. That's the only way I think you win that game. I think you're right, Chris. I think they should be very, very mad at themselves. And, hey, man, as always, guys, great Motown Monday. And, hey, man, that song a while back, you know, I got to sing a little ditty for you on it. Hey, man, it's a shame when you can't figure it out. You got two weeks. It's a shame that you're that bad. It's a shame that you had two weeks and couldn't improve. That doesn't say much for you. And you are in a stew. And you better win those three coming to you. That's, it's a, that's pretty good, bad, Mark. Not bad, Mark. I, I don't know, I don't know who would creativity. win a singing contest, Mark at Landover Hills or Pete Medhurst. Hey, both of us, considering what we did was on the fly, 
That was pretty not good. Bad. Not bad. Lyrics that were not prepared. Freelance rapping as uh, we went along. Let's let's take the break. Let's take okay. the break so we stay on time so we give everybody plenty okay. of opportunity. Absolutely. We, call we got in. a ton of calls, yeah, so just got guys, guys hanging there. We're getting you. Want to get to you, 301-230-0980. Pedro and Rooster until 12 noon. Doc's already here. He's ready to go. He'll spew for you in Burgundy and Gold today as well. Right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.